0: Jason Longshore uh, joining us as he uh, does every uh, week, uh, every Thursday on the WaitForward.com hotline. Hey, Jason. What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, so Jason, are we excited about the performance last night or are we just happy we grabbed three points? What's, what's, what's in your wheelhouse this morning?
1: I'm in, my, in my mind, Hugh, when you're on the outside looking in of the playoff picture, you need wins. And you're not getting bonus points for style right now. You know, Mm -hmm. this is a team that you look at these last three, they're creating chances. They're getting shots. Are they scoring a ton? The last two? No, they're not. You got back-to-back clean sheets. LAFC, great attack. We know how strong they are. Toronto, Alejandro Pozuelo, Jefferson Soteldo, come on in the second half. Dangerous players. You get two clean sheets and you get two wins after the win in Columbus you take it and you run and you continue to build.
0: You are knocking on the door here. Uh, Gonzalo Pineda's uh, debut was, I think, was it supposed to be Saturday and they pushed it back?
1: Supposed to be Saturday, but because of protocols with, he tested positive for COVID in Seattle, so there's a little bit of a, a back and forth about when he is clear to travel because of differences in protocols in different places. He is going to be in D.C. That is the plan, but he will not be taking the team there because he won't do the training sessions ahead of that game.
0: Gotcha. All right, so while we wait, Rob Valentino's the hottest coach in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Rob's doing really, really well. And, and Rob's talked about how much he's in um, collaboration with Gonzalo Pineda right now. And they're talking frequently and, and thinking about what is coming for this team. And what's really good about Gonzalo Pineda taking over with next week, with a full week of training, is now he's had time to watch games. He's had time to see moments in matches that he probably really likes, things that he wants to see repeated, and some things that he wants to see fixed. And he's going to be able to come to the training ground next week and really have a checklist of things to work through. One of the biggest things we saw last night, Luis Araujo joining the team for the first time, debuting, and Atlanta United played a very attack-minded lineup. How can they find that balance between having those four dangerous attackers with Barco in great form, Moreno, Araujo, Joseph, but having defensive security as well? That's going to be the balance that I think will be key for Atlanta the rest of the way.
0: I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but what happens to Rob Valentino after this? I mean, does he become a part of the coaching staff or, or does he kind of go back to the role that he was in before he was the interim coach? I mean, what happens? I think he's in a
1: different role than he was before. Um, Rob Valentino, when he came to the club in 2018, he was an assistant on the second team. He joined Frank DeBoer's staff in 2019 and 2020, but he was, you know, if you look at the coaching hierarchy, he was from the club where Frank brought his staff in from the Netherlands with him. Mm -hmm. So Rob was part of the staff, but maybe a little bit to the side. That was kind of the case with Gabriel Heinze as well. Well, now, after what Rob Valentino has done, he's shown that he's ready for a bigger role and a more important role. And I think his role is critical right now for Gonzalo Pineda because Rob's had this team for a few weeks now. He knows the personalities of all the different individuals. He knows who might need an arm around their shoulder to kind of boost their spirits and who might need a little bit of a kick in the backside. Like, he knows those guys. Mm -hmm. He's going to help Gonzalo Pineda hit the ground faster and, and be more influential straight away
0: yeah and i would think that you know pin has been around the league he he knows this so there'll be uh you there'll be a lot of i would think you know moving forward once we get to uh gonzalo joining the team as the as the manager that you're going to see Rob Valentino right by his side a lot. And a lot of times when they take sideline shots, I mean, they're going to be talking through this, you know, as they, as they continue. So are we seeing, you now? it wasn't the pretty, even, even Rob was, you know, he was mad at halftime. He was mad after the game. Oh, I'm mad. He was not, not happy. Uh, you know, in terms of the performance of the team last night, and rightfully so because they were a little lethargic, but they've been playing a lot. I mean, so, and you're putting a new guy in and and you're still trying to find your seed legs. I mean, but you are starting to win games here. That's the good thing of this. So is there, you know, your hope that as we continue to move forward, are we seeing this team, you know, continue to rise in the standings, continue to get better in flow, continuing to get better in shape, and do you see them being a playoff team right now, you know, moving forward in the future, Jason?
1: Yeah, I do. I think they are really looking at a favorable schedule with more home games than away games down the road. And when you look at the opponents, they had a very difficult first half of the schedule. It slacks off a little bit in the second half. I think with this attacking talent, They're going to get better and develop more chemistry. I really do think the balance is going to be how do you find that perfect line between attack and defending. Last night we saw three center backs with really four attackers, Santiago Sosa as a holding midfielder by himself a lot of times, and the wing backs out wide. How is that going to look against really strong central attacking teams I think there's gonna to need to be, you know, an extra midfielder coming in to help, or one of the center backs is gonna to have to be comfortable stepping up higher to support Sosa. Is he got overrun a little bit at times last night? And there's only so much you can do when it's two V one against you. You just have to kind of hold things off as long as you can. They've got to find that balance between the attack and the defense. If they do, this is a team that will absolutely be a playoff team.
0: Is Bargo finally finding himself as a player with this team?
1: I think, one, Barco's healthy for an extended period of time, which has been a challenge for him. He's had awful luck with injuries in his time in Atlanta. I also think he's just a little more mature. He's just a little older. Um, it's helped him to have Alan Franco here, you know, former teammate from Independiente, somebody he grew up with in the academy there. I think that's helped ground him a little bit. But just to be through what he's been through in his career, where he came into a team that there were a number of stars and other guys had control of the team on the field. He's somebody who, when I think he is playing his best, things go through him. He's the one who will put his foot on the ball and slow things down, and he's the one who will hit that accelerator and pick the speed up. And that was something Valentino talked about last night, wanting more pace, wanting to play faster. I think Barco is the one who really feels that, when to slow down, when to go faster. When you use him in that way, these are the types of performances that you get. He's confident right now, and he's not just scoring for himself. He's creating opportunities for others as well. He's been as good as we've ever seen him in Atlanta, and he's one of the best players in the league right now over the last few matches.
0: Final thing for Jason Longshore this morning he's joining us of course a man of many podcasts and we'll hear about his podcast in just a moment about uh, Atlanta United uh, Jason uh, take me to, to DC are you concerned about uh, heavy legs in this game and what does DC offer in terms of how you uh, how you have to play against them
1: yeah I think you have to be concerned about heavy legs and DC's concerned about it too they played last night and lost three-2 tried to rotate their lineup a little bit it, it appeared. But they're coming off of two games where they've given up eight goals in the last two. They gave up five to Nashville last weekend. And D.C. is that kind of team that will play a very wide-open, aggressive, pressing style. Now, that can be difficult for a team in Atlanta situation who is tired and is going into that game. But it's also difficult for the team who wants to play that way. Because if you're tired and you're trying to press – your defense is not going to be where it needs to be, and there will be gaps to exploit. Atlanta does have some players who are are fresher. Luis Araujo is is fresher. He hasn't played as many minutes here lately. So maybe Luis, with a, a substitution to the lineup or two, depending, can open things up. But anything Atlanta gets on the road, and this one is gravy, you've got to win your home games. Those are going to be the key. And it was smart last night to go absolute first choice at home, secure the three points, Go on the road and get what you can in DC. All
0: right. Where can the fans find your podcasts?
1: Facebook.com slash 929 The Game. That's where Stoppage Time is at. You can also subscribe on any of your Podcatcher friends and to the Off the Woodwork folder from 929 The Game. And if you want to watch live, we have moved it around a little bit. You can watch Stoppage Time live Wednesdays, 2 o'clock, twitch.tv slash Stoppage Time 929.
0: All right. There you go. As always, and, of course, your No Swag Shop is only going to take about another month off, and you're going to be back at that, too. Right uh, back in it here, coming <laughs> up. <laughs> you're right. Uh, as always, Jason, thanks much. Do the man, Jason. Thanks, y'all.